All right, folks, thanks for joining us. We're digging out of the snow here. Boy, it's nice driving in this morning. A lot of sunshine and a very special time of year. You know, we got the folks at Marigold stepped up and said, hey, let's do uh, multiple hometown heroes. Instead of just one a week, let's really step it up during the holiday season. And I'm just so fortunate to have the relationship with Kassan Nami, um, owner of Marigold's, and for him to say, hey, every week throughout the year, we want to honor a community member. And it's such a blessing to have him involved. And I told him, I said, you got to get in here. You have to do some of the interviews before the end of the year. So we have Cody Thompson on the line. I'm going to pass the headset over to Gasson. He's going to be doing the interview, presenting the the dinner and drinks and dessert, uh, everything they're going to be doing for our hometown heroes. So give me a second here as I transfer the headset. Just come to this mic. Good morning. Thank you guys for joining us today. Cody, you there? Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Thank you so much for joining us. We are so blessed to honor you as our hometown hero of the week and just wanted to give you a congratulations for all you do for our community and, and serving us every day. Oh, no, I, I, uh, I, I appreciate it a lot. And I can tell you firsthand, I, I was born and raised here in the Springs and I, uh, I love your, your restaurant and that care Kate is amazing. Oh, well, I love that. <laughs> Cody, um, what fire fire department are you at right now? So I, I work for the Colorado Springs Fire Department, and I'm currently a, a driver engineer. Uh, I've been on the Springs for about ten years now, um, and yeah, it's it's been a it's been a good ride. I'm I'm constantly learning, and you know, trying to serve the community as best as we can. What an honor! What what got you into being a firefighter? What what made that life decision for you? You know, it, it kind of started early for me uh, when I was in high school. Um, my mom kind of asked me what I what I wanted to do when I was growing up, and honestly, I had, I had no idea what I uh, what I wanted to do. So the the Car Springs had a, a cadet program. Um, basically, anybody from 14 to 21 can come down and to the fire department and kind of see what uh, what the day to day lives are and and kind of the training activities and just what the profession is. So um, I kind of checked that out and uh, I joined the cadet program there, and I was there from when I was 16 to I believe 20. And then when I graduated high school, I went to college here and uh, for a couple of years at Pikes Peak and got my EMT and uh, some fire science classes. And then from there, I, I uh, got on a small county department out east. I was out there for a few years while I uh, tested to uh, get on Colorado Springs Fire Department. So yeah, I've been doing it for quite a while now. And it's it's been a great, great journey so far. What a great story to hear how it started from just showing up and watching the the routine of firefighters in the past and being able to fall in love with that and continue to strive every day. You know, my, my yeah, biggest question for you is where, where did you grow up in Colorado? So I grew up in uh, Colorado Springs. Uh, I went to Cheyenne Mountain High School. I was actually uh, was in the same class as Justin there. So I've, I've known Justin for a while now and appreciate all the stuff he's also doing for the community. Um, but yeah, just born and raised here, and um, not planning on leaving. So it's it's a beautiful state, and I love being outdoors. What a small world! I'm I'm a little I'm a little, you know, behind you at Shine Mountain, but graduated from Shine Mountain as well. So it's it's an honor to be able to see people grow and and turn into something special and fight for our community every day. What's what's one of some of the challenges you face as a firefighter, especially since COVID, as you know, the world has changed and, and everything seems to be harder. Sure. Yeah. Um, there's quite a few challenges, you know, I'm, 
you know, the buildings are evolving, um, you know, materials are evolving, cars, like with electric car, uh, with batteries and stuff are, are constantly challenging us. And so we're constantly kind of figuring out new ways of how to be efficient with fighting fires and, you know, keeping ourselves safe because a, a lot of the materials used nowadays have a lot of bad things in them that aren't very good for us. And as you know, like in our gear doesn't breathe. So we're, we're constantly staying warm under there and sweating and our skin absorbs all that bad stuff. So, you know, there's been a, you know, our, our city takes really good care of us and they give us the, the best equipment that, that we can have to keep us safe, which I'm very thankful for. And yeah, just, just basically, you know, training the new people too, as, as they're coming on has been a big, you know, we're, we're a growing city and um, our city takes, you know, our, our firefighting very serious and, and training our people to the, the best of their abilities so we can provide the, a really high service. So yeah, it's, it's definitely challenging, but it's, it's very fun and it's, you know, it's very rewarding. I love to hear that. What what would you say for the next generation, something to encourage our, our following generation to be firefighters? What would you say the big thing is on, on pushing that? You know, to, for, for the next generation come up, it's, it's, it's a great, uh, it's a great job. It's just a, a very family oriented job. You know, we're, we're very close. We, we live with each other at the fire stations, you know, we work 24 hour shifts. So, you basically have a, a second family and, and, you know, everybody takes care of each other and we're always pushing each other to be better. And it's just a, a really good environment that promotes uh, good work ethic for sure. Um, you know, constantly, you know, keeping the stations clean and, you know, training and keeping our rigs nice and clean and, and going out in the community and, you know, inspecting buildings and stuff, but it's just a very family oriented, oriented thing. And that's what I most appreciate it is just the people I'm around. I love that. It sounds like a huge sacrifice to be able to give your time and also your attention to focus in on, on basically saving lives and, and doing a, a tough job every day. You know, enlighten all of the listeners on kind of your role at being at a fire station. What are your hours? Because I think a lot of people who work a nine-to-five or work a regular job, we get to go back to our families at the end of the night. Explain how you know, you and a lot of the people who you work with don't get that same privilege and how you guys have that huge sacrifice of staying overnight at the station. Yeah, it is. It, it definitely can be tough sometimes, especially, you know, uh, younger families and, um, yeah, you're away from your, your family, you know, for, for 24 hours at a time. And, you know, our, our city's growing, like I said, and we're, we're pretty busy. So we have a lot of busy fire stations in the city that, you know, sometimes those, you know, you don't get to sleep essentially. And, you know, that kind of, when you're off that next day, that that's more of a, a recovery day. And then you're off to work, you know, the next day, uh, ready to go. But kind of how our work schedule, uh, starts is we, we work 24 hour shifts. Um, we do a day on a day off, a day on a day off and a day on, and then we get four days off in between there. So, um, it, it's a pretty good schedule, but like I said, like those days that you're at work is, is tough because you're constantly doing things and you just never know what the, the night's going to bring to. So we always got to be ready. Well, thank you. Thank you for all you do. And as listeners and as people in the community, I think everybody needs to do the justice of, of thanking a firefighter every time we see them because, you know, they underestimated for what they do for our community. And like you said, it, it's, it doesn't stop. It's 24 hours straight and even goes home with you sometimes. Do you have kids or, or is it just you and a loved one at home? Yep. No, no kids yet. Just, uh, 
me and my wife, actually my wife's a, a nurse uh, in one of the local hospitals here. So um, not yet, but someday, hopefully. Well, that's awesome. What a, what a true hometown here. We get to support you and your lovely wife, take you guys out and, and have you experience Marigold on us before the new year's over. So looking forward to having you out to dinner. If there's anything else we can do in the meantime, please let us know. But we are just so thankful for you as a firefighter and appreciate all you do for our, for our community. Oh, no, that, that's great. And we, we appreciate you guys too. And, and thank you so much for, uh, for the opportunity as well. And uh, I look forward to meeting you face to face. Absolutely. Mr. Johnson. Well, thank you for your service and please tell your wife the same and God bless. And as we go to commercial, please keep all your thoughts and prayers for all the firefighters during this time. Thank you guys. <laughs> All right, folks, thanks for sticking with us. We got Gussie here in the studio, and it's uh, special having him in here because I told him, I said, I want you to do the interview since you guys are the ones giving away all the stuff. And, uh, you know, having Cody on, I know a little bit of Cody's background, the fact that he, and you can just kind of correct me if I'm wrong here, but it sounded like, you know, he got involved, um, from what I know, like since being in high school, he started volunteering with the fire department. Correct. It's uh. Pretty crazy story to see someone want to tell his mom that's that's what I strive to be, yeah. and then go to cadet school and kind of test it out, and then fall in love with it. And after he left Pikes Peak, he was all for it. You know, he went straight out to out east. I can't remember the station off the top of my head, but now he's an engine runner, which means he he basically runs the truck. He's responsible for getting that truck started and getting them to their destination to to survive, which is exciting and awesome for that family. Yeah, and I tell you what, <clears throat> a lot of people don't think about it, about the fire um, department and knowing some of these firefighters. They are coming into some of these scenes with domestic violence. They're coming into stuff where uh, w- one of my good friends you, you know, said, I was on the scene and there's still shots being fired around me. Um, and, and so they're really in harm's way and they don't have a, a gun to defend themselves. Nothing. They don't yeah. have body armor. They don't have anything. They have protective gear of fire and gas. But even then, like Cody said, it hurts their skin from, you know, getting to those temperatures and the acids and gases that's touching their skin. So, you know, he said the the state takes really good care of them and the city helps with a lot. But, uh, of course, you know, a lot of people don't, you know, see the true sacrifice people make to be where they're at and for us to be where we're at oh yeah it's unbelievable and as the city grows that's the thing too is you know we become so strapped and that's a constant thing we're seeing on the news now is the dispatch department some days they're operating at 50 percent law enforcement is operating way under where they should be and and that's the growing pains of a city that is just busting at the seams but we don't realize how much extra that puts on the first responders, how much extra overtime they're doing. And uh, it's it's something where I just tell people that you may not be able to change the way people vote and change the way the budget's done, but what you can do is, you know, give them a handshake and say, hey, thanks for your service. And a lot of the time, that just gives somebody that extra push to get them through the week. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> One of the biggest things at Marigold, and like you just, you know, hit right on top of the head is acknowledgement, right? Mm-hmm. If we can acknowledge, whether it's customers or acknowledge the people who sacrifice, military, first responders, the ones who basically give up their their time and their lives to ultimately let us be free and let us have a safe environment. And so, 
you're absolutely right. We have to shake hands more. We have to say thank you more. You know, us as a community needs to step up and make sure that our first responders gets the love and attention that it deserves because, it, like you said, it's, it's not enough, you know? Yeah, and the thing I, I like, you know, you acknowledge um, him is <coughs> is his wife. And uh, a lot of the time we don't think about, we think about the person in uniform. And I've been really more cognizant of this with the military because you're helping somebody move, right? You're selling their house and you're like, where's the husband? Oh, he's deployed. And I'm like, wow, you're, you're doing all this on your own. Oh yeah. I usually do it all on my own. And they got three kids and you're going, holy smokes. Like it is the spouse who is sacrificing so much. And then also the mental wear of having a husband in harm's way, right? So same thing you mentioned with the fire department. His wife, you know, isn't having him home every night and has to think about probably when she sees the news, hey, oh, is Cody out at that fire? Is, you know, what's going on? So it really is, it's a family effort. Huge. And the and the sacrifices all the way around, you know, all, all the way to kids. People don't see the impact it puts on kids, whether it's in the military and their father or their mother's deployed for multiple months in a row, you know, or whether it's their father or their mother is working night shift and they don't get tucked into bed, you know, it's, it's a tough, tough thing that a lot of people underestimate. And, and we as civilians, regular civilians is what I would call it, are so blessed to have a nine to five and be able to go home oh, and, and kiss our wife and say, <laughs> Hey mom, Hey dad, how are you? Or tuck your kids into bed. So we should be grateful for that. And that should be a stepping stone and acknowledging those people more. 100%. And it's the mental, you know, you and I go to work and we may call stress. Hey, we had, you know, my, my chef didn't show up or we overbooked or for me, it's, I got a tenant or a property management deal or a busted hot water heater. And then that, you know, you think we're stressed. I mean, these people are going on a run and somebody dies in their arms or they're fighting a fire and the things they see in the mental, you know, I think that is such a battle um, that we're probably just so unaware of. Oh, you know? it gives me goosebumps as we talk about it because right now as we speak, there's calls going on. There's problems being solved by our first responders. And here we are enjoying ourselves at this radio show, you know, having a sentiment to us, drinking coffee, you know, bringing on hometown heroes while others are sacrificing to make sure that we get to enjoy our time. And so it's huge. Yeah, you hear about stories of, you know, these police officers and passed away on the line of duty and they're going, you listen to the calls and they're, well, you know, there's danger and they're heading straight towards it. They're not second guessing and they're not some of the times waiting for backup. They're going in. And uh, that to me is the ultimate sacrifice, laying down your life for somebody else in harm's way. And they don't think twice about it. You right. know, especially when you listen to the calls here, there's a Medal of Valor um, dinner, and I challenge a lot of you to go to that because it's unbelievable. You hear these calls from the dispatch, and there's no hesitation. I mean, it is straight into the line of danger, and I look at it and go, geez, I'm not sure I'd be able to, you know, really attack it the same way these heroes do. I mean, it really is It's, it's a, something special. It's a different mental mindset. Yeah. You know, the mental mindset of I'm going to do what's best for my community. They're not they're being so unselfish and it's so remarkable. And it's something that's underestimated in every community across this country. 
you know? And so I think from, from, like you said, it doesn't matter about votes. It doesn't matter about budget. What it matters about is just saying, thank you. Yeah. Those are the things you can control. You can't control the, the politicians, right? Um, we've learned that, but you can control the people on the front line who are protecting our community. Okay, folks, we're going to go into some commercial breaks with ABC News. Then we're going to be back. We're going to be talking with another firefighter, Kevin. So make sure you stick around as we have Gassan, the owner of Marigolds, presenting our hometown heroes this Friday. All right, folks, we are back into it. Thanks for sticking with us. That was a great first segment with Cody Thompson, uh, Colorado Springs Fire Department, and we have the opportunity. I've got Gussie was trying to get out the door. He's got his running shoes on. He's trying to go back to the bakery, but I, I pulled him back in, and he's going to continue doing the interview here. Um, we got Kevin on the line, so Gussie, if you want to come over, take it away. Hey, Kevin, you there? Yeah, hey, guys. Hey, congratulations. You're the hometown hero of the week. We we doubled up this week. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you very much. It's an honor. I appreciate it. Absolutely. How long have you been in the service with the fire department, sir? Uh, I've been a uh, structured firefighter for about two years, and then wildland I did about three. Wonderful. What got you to be a firefighter? Uh, I think, honestly, my mom being a nurse was a big part of it, so healthcare kind of was in the family growing up and, and being around that was super interesting. And I always kind of liked the crew setting, uh, just going from team sports into more of like the working life and, and enjoying being on a crew and working with different people because the camaraderie is pretty awesome. And then I've always been pretty active. So I, I never really saw myself being in an office and kind of tried to pursue something that would fit all those, those check boxes, you know? That is very impactful. That's really cool to see that it and it's in the blood basically. You know, growing up yeah, and having yeah, your my, mom be uh, a first responder and you uh, fall in the captain, shoes. Mm-hmm. Up at South Met, so kind of, you know, talking with him growing up and stuff like that always seemed like an awesome opportunity. That is amazing. Are you married? Do you have family? Uh, not married. Um, I have a girlfriend that I've been with for quite a while now so probably in the future coming up but uh my family's all mostly in colorado so it's pretty awesome to have the opportunity to work uh close to them so stay close i love it where did you where did you grow up <laughs> i grew up in Greeley, up north and then uh after school kind of worked my way down the front range and yeah still still in colorado and love it wonderful what a cool story. It's it's great to hear how natives just fall in love with this place and never want to leave. And, and now you see, especially today, so many outsiders are coming into Colorado Springs and Colorado because they oh, see yeah. how good the benefits are of living in this great state. Yeah, there's a there's a ton to do, especially if you like the outdoors or, or just even the city life. There's pretty much everything you want. So being in a in a firefighter scene and, and working in structure fires, what are what are some of the sacrifices that us as listeners might not see or might not know, you know, that we underestimate? Uh, I think that one of the first ones that comes to mind, at least, is, is being away from home. You, or myself and uh, CSFD, we, we work on a 24-hour shift schedule, so you're, you're taken away from home for at least a day at a time. And if you end up helping out other buddies to give them extra time, you might be there for 
72 hours straight. So yeah, just that, that bit of uh, time that you, you know, you can't necessarily get back, but you're away from your loved ones or, you know, potentially you're missing holidays or birthdays because uh, you're on shift, which, which can be an impactful thing. Yes, that's a tough one. I, I have to say, I think a lot of us don't know that Christmas and Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve and Fourth of July, th- those days are not closing days for you guys. Those are those are days you guys still continue to go to work and st- continue to serve us as a community. And so it's a huge blessing to have you guys fight for us every single day and never take a day off. Yeah, yeah, and and when you're when you're gone, you're you're away from the family, which which is hard sometimes. But you are with you know your other family at you know the station with the crew, and it's nice to to spend it with with those guys. So it it isn't the worst. <laughs> I can only imagine. As as supporters in the community, other than acknowledgement, is there anything else that we can do to to help out first responders and encourage first responders for all that you guys do and all the sacrifices you guys make? I mean, every time I'm out in the community, uh, it seems like everybody's in full support. I I think it's awesome to to see how excited everybody is to see us around and you know, it it does really mean a lot to us hearing the hearing that support and and getting that that kind of lifetime feedback on on what people think of us. So I I honestly think people are are awesome at it. It's it's pretty cool to see. That's great to hear. You know, born and raised in Colorado Springs, that's that's awesome to be able to say that our community supports all first responders, you know, especially since COVID, you guys took the the head of the bowl and and since then you guys never run away from anything. You know, Justin and I were just talking in break how no matter what happens, no matter what situation occurs, you guys never second guess what you guys are going to do. And you guys go straight towards that situation. And we were talking about how, you know, you guys don't carry firearms or body protection, but yet that doesn't phase you. You guys still attack the problem. And so it's so, it's such an honor to be able to have you on the show and, and to hear the stories that you guys have. Yeah, it's been a, great opportunity to talk with you guys and and yeah again it's awesome to have such a good support of the community we really appreciate that absolutely well while we still have you is is there a crazy story that you can give us that's appropriate for all the listeners just so that everyone can understand the sacrifice that you make Mm, off the top of my head i'm actually kind of blanking on that one i uh (laughs) sorry i i can't think of anything good and appropriate well it's funny Justin and I were thinking you know growing up we we just can remember you know playing with fire trucks and thinking that lights and sirens were so cool and hitting the horn was just such a enlightenment for all kids growing up and and being an adult now we see how how it's a real real thing and and we appreciate all firefighters all policemen all first responders hospital workers you know, all the sacrifices, because you guys, like you said, are one team, and that's what helps us and, and saves our community. Yeah, that's that's really awesome to hear. I appreciate all the support. Well, Kevin, whenever you're ready, feel free to text my cell phone number. I'll reach out after the show, and we'll bring you in and take care of you and your girlfriend on us to celebrate all the honor and, and sacrifices you do for our community, okay? Well, God bless, and we're going to head to commercial here, listeners, and thank you for all your support. 
All right, folks, we are back into it. Wish you wish we had a video camera here in the studio because we are swapping clothes. I'm wearing a Marigold's vest now. <laughs> it's getting interesting as we get into the fourth segment here with Gussie. Um, so tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing. You got some stuff to spread some uh, holiday cheer with well, Christmas upon us. First and foremost, thank you for, for allowing me to be here today. I know I've been a ghost with kind of just a crazy world we live in right now with labor. But uh, no, Marigold has has done something special this year. We have been blessed to partner with uh, CASA, the Pikes Peak region, in our U-Log promotion. So every U-Log we sell, we will be giving $5 to the CASA of Pikes Peak region to provide a life-changing advocacy to more than 24,000 abused and neglected children in the Pikes Peak region. You know, I was explaining to Justin, this has been a, a huge change for Marigold is, as we see in today's world, there's a lot of struggling nowadays. And, and for us to be impactful with the kids who are the next generation and to show support that there is a future. And even though that they're going through a tough time or face difficulty, that there are people that are out there that care and want to support and help them get to the next step. Absolutely. And Casa does a phenomenal job. And, uh, you know, I'm fresh off of it. Last night I was at a fundraiser for Brad's house, which has a foster home and monument, a foster home down in Pueblo. And they do a phenomenal job with these kids. And I'm fortunate enough to spend a little bit of time with them on Mondays, um, teaching them tennis. And the stories you hear just break your heart. You're just like, what? How are, I mean, the, how, how are you still fighting through all of this at your age, being a 10 or a 12 year old and having gone through all these traumatic experiences. And I think really that's where, you know, it's like Nick was saying last night who runs Brad's house. He goes, it takes a community, you know, to get around these kids. And he says, statistically, they're supposed to be homeless and in jail, you know? And he's like, we are beating the statistics. We have people who are serving in the military, folks who are, you know, out working in the community and they've turned themselves around because of the support of the community. And so I think especially when you talk to people and they are uh, complaining about the homeless situation in Colorado Springs, the stat, I think it's like 65% of homeless people come from um, not having a family, right? Being a foster kid or being on the streets. So if we can really lean into um, foster families and uh you know, being an advocate for these kids, we can help prevent that homeless number from, you know, growing and make a difference in these in these kids' lives. Because there's some people who are dealt a great hand, Gussie. I mean, I would say both you and I have been dealt a pretty darn oh. good hand, but we don't, you don't have control over the, you know, where we are today is not because of, yes, we've worked hard, done some things, but we were also fortunate to be born into a situation that was enabling us to succeed and and thrive and people encouraging us and loving us not everyone has dealt that hand and how do we help those who are less fortunate who haven't been dealt the hand we've been dealt it's a tough one and like you just said that's the key right there justin is the ones who get dealt the blessed hand and and that's for you and i to say is is something we got blessed with that's something we got to continue to give back right Mm -hmm. And they and they they say that in the Bible, right? Give. Yep. They continuously say that, and yeah. we have to do that as a community, right? And the other, and you said sixty five percent comes from that. 
I guarantee you a huge number of that 45% is homeless veterans, you yeah. know, and, and that's a huge, you know, thing that <laughs> everybody complains about, you know, the problems that they create, but it starts at a youth age. It starts at impacting these young kids, this young generation that there is a future. You might be dealt a bad card. You might be dealt a difficult situation, but us as community people, us as people of, of faith and of God should continue to give back, continue to support and make those life-changing efforts of giving our time and giving our money to make the change. No, I mean, you're totally right. And especially you look at the Christmas season and what it truly is about, you know, and you look at that story of our Lord and Savior coming down, living among us, and then making the ultimate sacrifice so we have a free gift. That's really, you know, what the Christmas season is about, right? It's a free gift. It's nothing you earn. And so that is what you kind of, you talk about having the heart of going, hey, I didn't work my way to all of this. I, a lot of this was something I was fortunate enough to be, be blessed with, right? And so you talk about what's in the Bible, what's the season of Christmas, and it's a free gift. It's something you can't earn, right? It is something that has been done for you. And so having that attitude is th this time of season, what you can do for other people, whether they can ever repay you or not, right? Because sometimes we feel like as humans, well, if I do this for this person, this or this, but when there's no strings attached and you're looking at somebody who's in a really tough situation, I think that's when, you know, a real impact can be made. Huge. You know, I, I, I ultimately encourage and I, I ask every listener today to do that. It's not about buying Lulu for your girlfriend or buying a ring for your wife. Go out of your way. Go and give something to the homeless. Take a bottle of water to a homeless person. You know, see a family in need at your school and ask if they need help. Ask if they need anything in this time. There's stuff all around you. And I think us as as just regular human beings become tunnel vision with our problems. Oh, I know. And I, I'll tell you what, and I say this at work every day to my staff, you'll keep your problems because if everybody says their problems out loud, by God, you don't want everyone else's problems, yeah, right? take them back in a hurry. And so I just encourage... <clears throat> Be part of the giving, whether you're a believer in Christ or a believer in this community, give. It's the time to give. And that just doesn't mean money. It could be time. It could be just shaking yeah, a hand. Sometimes time is tougher than stroking a check. Exactly. Right? It could be a yeah. hug. It could be, it could be kissing someone on their forehead and say, Hey, you got this. You can get through this difficulty. You know, I think everybody should should lean a helping hand and should give and not just the fun Christmas side, but the side that not a lot of people pay attention to. Yeah, no, it's it's totally true. And it's a con I, I do the truth myself. Try to remind myself, get your head out of the sand. Stop being so self-absorbed and go through the day looking at how you can help other people in their situation. And we do live in a world where we're spoiled with technology and we're moving so fast that it's like, you really have to tell yourself, stop, slow down. How can I love on somebody else today? Right. A, a big one is this morning, 6 a.m., I go to turn on my car. My car's frozen outside. Imagine the person who slept outside last night. Yeah. 
that homeless vet, that person who came from a foster care family, that, that person who's been dealt difficult cards their whole life, they still woke up this morning and are grateful to wake up. And I'm worrying about getting gloves on to start my car when yeah. I should be giving gloves out, you know? And, and so I'm going to take a step forward this next week and make sure that I impact the community with Marigold's partnership with you and, and making sure that we give as much as we can the next two weeks and finish the good year off right. Yeah, well, I appreciate you stepping up to do this. And next Friday, folks, make sure you join us as we're going to be having on three law enforcement, whether that be from Calder Springs Police Department or the Sheriff's Department. Um, We're going to have some special stories shared next Friday. So make sure you join us. And as always, Gussie, thanks for making this possible. No, thank you for allowing us to be here. You know, Marigold is so grateful for this, but ultimately we got to be grateful for the man above for allowing us all to be here today. Yeah, there it is. Amen. All right, folks, stick around. You have Tom Martino joining you next.